welcome to the Owners Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Prue Chapman, and I'm here to help you build a better business. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to grow your global empire, this is the place for you. My mission here is to inspire and educate a new wave of business owners. Business owners that value purpose and planet equally with profit and projections so that we can truly use business as a force for good. Here, I'll be sharing real-time, real-world strategies that I've learned from mentoring over 15,000 businesses. We'll be covering everything from entrepreneurial mindset and marketing right through to leadership, finances, growing your team, and everything in between. Most importantly, I'll be helping you build the business that's right for you. To get started, download my free guide to starting and scaling your business at theownerscollective.com forward slash start and scale. Hey, hey, friends, and welcome to the new year. Now, I say new year, but it's actually very late in January. So you might think I'm a little bit slow on releasing this new year podcast, but here's the thing. In January, I very deliberately take things at halftime. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. And first and foremost is that here in Australia, the general collective energy of our country in January is beach time. So everyone is either at the beach or they were wishing that they were at the beach. Right, So it doesn't have the collective energy of hustle, go, get things done. It really is a more relaxed vibe. And hey, I'm not going to fight that. Um, So it's not really until early February when the kids go back to school and people come back from uh, holidays for work that really the energy in Australia drops in. So I don't want to fight that. And also I know that any investment that I make into my energy at the start of the year, really investing in a good solid break is going to set me up for the year ahead. So like I said, I take January on half time. I mean, I like getting things done. That's just my personality. So I can't help myself in January, but get a bit of back end stuff done. But I definitely do take it on half time. So that sometimes looks like working um, maybe three hours a day or having full days off and then doing a full day. And mostly it's spent working on my business. Again, the expectations from other people on me in January are as low as they're going to be for the full year. So I take advantage of that to really focus my energy on, you know, really dropping in with myself and what I want to be creating for the year and also tidying up a lot of our systems and back-end processes, which gives me a great sense of satisfaction and joy in starting the new year, knowing that we're further ahead than where we were last year and also kind of cleaning out the back-end. It's almost like a spring clean of the business so that there is space for new influx to come in, new ideas, new programs, new members. So that cleansing time for me, I really value it. But like I said, more than anything else, I see it as a really wonderful investment into my own energy for the year ahead. Now, that all being said, I absolutely love a new year. And what I love about it is that it gives us this completely blank slate. And really coming off the back of 2020, if 2020 actually taught us one thing, it is anything is possible. Now, I know at the beginning of the year when we're talking about intention setting and goal setting and having your word for the year that we can quite often say anything's possible. But really, I mean, in 2021, after 2020, we know that anything is possible, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there were plenty of bad things that happened in 2020. But from a 
business perspective, particularly here in Australia, there were also some really cool things that happened. So I saw new businesses were born. There was new ways of working. A lot more people got to work from home. Um, There was also, you know, new tangents of business, new pivots. There was also this uh, collective momentum of people bringing to life things that they had said that they were going to do for years, whether it was taking their business online or launching that online program or, you know, really kicking off that YouTube channel. There was a bunch of things that people put into traction because the rules kind of didn't apply anymore in 2020. And so we saw just this massive action of people doing things differently. So it was a good year in a lot of ways. And I mean, in terms of business, being really respectful that it was an awful way in a lot of awful year in a lot of other ways, but particularly for business, it just really kind of changed the gears for us. You know, and for a lot of people that looked like having a little bit of a rest and reevaluating and letting go of old things that no longer served them as well. So I think where I want to start this podcast for today is off the back of 2020. So what we're going to be talking about is I'm going to give you my six top tips to actually achieving your goals for the year. Now, there's a few pre-steps and a few post-steps, so it's going to make up for these six juicy steps or tips, whichever way you like to hear it. So we all agree that 2020, it was big and I think it's always so useful to do kind of an audit on the year that has just been. So really to sit down and you can just bullet point this in a journal, but ask yourself what really worked for you in 2020 and what didn't work for you? What could you be courageous enough to really let go of this year? And on the flip side, you know, what are you really ready to step into and throw yourself wholeheartedly into making happen? So before we even go ahead in this process, I'd really encourage you grab a pen and paper, get it ready for this episode, or if you're driving, just have a good hard think about it and just dive deep into what really is working for you at the moment. What are those things that we want to keep and what isn't? What do we want to let go of? So from here, we can get really conscious about what we want to create for the year ahead. Now, I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions. They are typically about getting healthier uh, and fitter. But instead, what I'm talking about is bringing your best work to the table. Like that is what gets me giddy. That's what gets me really excited about this time of year. Okay. So we're going to share this process for you today. And this is not only how I set my goals up for the start of the year, but also how I make sure that they happen. So it's a very personal process that I take myself through and hopefully you'll find a little bit of gold in it as well. So the very first thing that I do is I take a helicopter view of my life. This is really important. It is a step that most people skip because they're so focused on their work. But really, I want you to hover up because you want to work to live, not live to work. So this is the best place to start. For me, I hover up and take this helicopter view of my life and really have a look at how the balance in my life is currently sitting. So within this, I'm looking at where am I spending my time? Where am I spending my energy? Where am I spending my money? And I'm looking across work, home, relationships, life, my health, my spiritual development, travel, and of course, contribution, because these are areas that feel really important to me in my life. Now, 
almost always one of these areas is way more heavily weighted than the other areas. So I really take the opportunity to take note of what that is. I mean, I'm not going to give you any hints to what it is, aka work. Um, But it really, that will feed into the goals that I set myself for the rest of the year because I'll know where I need to invest um, sort of additional time and energy for myself. The next thing that I look at within this step, this helicopter view step, is what is my yin and yang balance like? Or what is my masculine feminine balance like? So for me, a lot of you know, in the early years of my business, I was very much in my masculine. So I was setting goals. I was smashing goals. I was very goal driven. I was doing CrossFit six days a week. I was working a lot. I was very structured and very rigid. And for me, that really served my early years of business incredibly well in a lot of ways. All right. It really, I was willing to go beyond the work level that most people people were to get cut through in my space and it really paid off. However, after quite a few years of doing that, uh, I moved up here to Byron about three and a half years ago and I just kind of went the flip side of all of that. I was like, I am not having any structure anymore. I'm not going to a gym. I'm having no routines, no habits, nothing. Like I just took everything out of my life. And that was a real challenge to start with. But then I really loved it. You know, I would go do the lighthouse walk when I felt like it. I'd started surfing. I would swim. I just kind of really listened to what my body and mind and spirit needed at the time. And I followed that. Now, this year has been really interesting because I'm finding that I actually want a balance of the two. So I really need to introduce some structure back into my life because structure serves me. And so for me, it's about striking the balance between structure and flexibility. And I've got the way that I best come at this is having a really strong morning routine and then having the afternoon of flexibility. You could do it wildly differently to that. I don't know. It makes it really easy in my mind. If I've got morning doing this, afternoon doing this, it breaks it down on a day-to-day basis for me. So that's what I'm looking at. And I'll get a little bit more into how I'm structuring my days in a later point here. But really step one is taking that helicopter view of my life, right? So just looking at the balance, the balance of where I'm investing my time and energy, and also how I'm sitting in that masculine feminine flow within my life as well. All right. So next up, I start to actually sit down and set my goals. Now, I really take the time to make sure that my goals are aligned with what I want in my life. Now, that sounds like a pretty basic point. I know, but this actually takes time. You can't just pop them onto a page, pluck them out of the sky. Personally, for me, I need to take time out for the world. A big thing that I do that I would highly recommend is I just get off social media for a few weeks because I want my goals to be my own. I don't want them to be... I don't know, anyone famous? No one's coming to the top of my head right now. But I want them, the goals to be my own and for them to be authentically my own that sit right with me and the life that I want to create. I don't want to be influenced by anyone else or what anyone else is doing. So like I said, I switch off all the social media and make take the time to make sure that my goals are aligned. Now, for me personally, my goals are rarely around money. My goals are always around 
being the best version of myself and doing my best work. Now, I know that some people love to set money goals and that's probably something you'd typically hear on a business podcast. And I think that's great. If that's what lights your fire, it's what gets you jazzed, then go for it. Like set those monetary values. But for me, if I am truly leading with my absolute best work, the best thing that I am meant to do here on the planet and putting that out into the world, the money naturally comes. It always does. So if you've been setting goals around money and they feel kind of pointless or a bit shallow or a bit superficial, or they're just not lighting you up, then maybe kind of flick the switch on that and have a think about what would it look like to bring my best, the best version of myself and my best work to the table? What does that look like? And then start your goal setting process from there. I promise you everything else will follow. Now, the nitty gritty here in terms of just how do I do this is I tend to set goals in three areas of my life. So after I've taken that helicopter view, I'm looking at three key areas. The first one being life, the second one being work, and the third one being personal and health. All right. So some examples of health goals, um, some that I put down early in the year were eating clean Monday to Friday, doing Pilates three times a week, doing my meditation twice a day for 20 minutes a day. So I tend to set areas, uh, sorry, goals in those three areas. And I set no more than three goals in each of those areas. All right. Now that sounds like a lot, but really it's not. If I've got my work hat on, I've got three goals for it for this year. If I've got my health hat on, like how am I trying to be a healthier person? I've got three goals. And then in my life, I've got three as well. So that's the way that I like to break my goals down to keep them both manageable and achievable, but also super attainable as well. And not like I have to run through, you know, 15 goals that I've set myself. The mind works wonderfully in power in, in units of three. So if you can just stick to three, that'd be wonderful. And if you are struggling with that, what I would say is keep chunking it up, right? It's a conversation I was having with one of our members the other day. She's like, Prue, I've got 150 goals here. I said, well, no, Jody, you don't. What you've got there is a list to do. You've written all the things that you want to do this year. Now, now chunk them up. So if you've got there that you want to uh, launch a new product line, then why is it? Just keep asking yourself why. Why is it that you want to achieve that goal? Ah, oh, I want to launch that new product line because it will uh, broaden, it will create greater uh, sort of, uh, you know, breadth in the market. Okay, you've got greater breadth in the market. All right, what would that give you? Why do you want that? And we just kept going, why do you want that? Why do you want that? Why do you want that? And then we eventually get to the big goal because I want to be the leading supplier of X in Australia. Okay, great. Now we've got ourselves a goal. So be careful about setting to-dos and goals. Keep them to those three key areas in your life and tops set three. So if you're looking just at work, only three goals for the year. Okay, now here my step three, I actually call this the secret sauce in aligning my habits with my goals. This is the secret sauce in actually achieving your goals is around aligning your habits to reach them. Okay, so this is where most people fall down. They set their goals and essentially in order to achieve your goals, you have to be a different version of yourself. But people then don't actually change their behaviors or their habits to achieve those goals. Okay, so they're trying to uh, become a different person with different goals, yet locking themselves in with the same behaviors. And, you know, we know that behavior change just doesn't work like that. Now, if you've set yourself SMART goals, and you can just Google SMART goals, I'm not going to go too in depth with SMART goals here, but really what SMART stands for is 
specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. So if you have set those kind of goals and you have the belief that you can actually achieve them, that's a big part of it here, then this is what you're actually going to have to change to achieve those goals is your habits. So what is going to either make or break your goals are the daily habits that you have in place to move yourself towards those goals. So specifically, you want to be asking yourself, how are you maintaining focus and how are you creating time to take actions towards those goals? All right. I'm just going to say that again, because this is really important. How are you maintaining focus and how are you creating time to take the necessary action towards those goals? For me, and you might be radically different. I hope that you are. But for me, the magic is in the mornings. This is my most productive, creative time. So I really align my morning habits in order to achieve my goals. So what that looks like for me is I naturally wake up at around 5 a.m. and I give myself the first half an hour to kind of, you know, stretch, meditate, have a cup of tea, you know, just generally wake up into the day. I also can see the sunrise from my house. So I don't want to have my head behind a screen. I want to see that sunrise with all of my being and enjoy the day waking up. So I give myself that first half an hour to kind of, you know, move out of out of sleep and into the waking kind of program. And then I'm at my desk, whatever I classify as my desk for the day at around 5.30 a.m. And I'll work pretty solidly on my goals until 7, 7.30. So what that means is I've got an hour and a half to two hours every single morning to work on my goals. Now, this typically is around my work goals is what I'm doing in the morning. So I find that I need a little bit more structure for those things and I need to be in one place. So I've got that dedicated time and doing it in the morning, there's two advantages to doing it in the morning. Number one is that your brainwaves are really going to be on your side. That sounds kind of crazy, I know, but very early in the morning around that, anywhere from, I think it starts around four o'clock to around seven o'clock, um, your brainwaves, you're actually in this state between meditation and, and wakingness. And so I call it the slipstream of consciousness because you have a certain level of groundedness, uh, but you also are in this slightly meditative state, so a very focused state as well. So in doing the hour and a half to two hours every morning, honestly, it's what I could achieve. I achieve more in that time than what I could sitting at my desk for the whole day trying to do those things. Also, the advantage to it being in the morning is Number one, no one's going to interrupt you because if you're up early, no one else is up early. And also the rest of the world is asleep. So your emails aren't pinging at you, your phone isn't pinging at you, and your family are probably still asleep as well. So I find that time incredibly productive. Like I said, I'm a morning time. You might want to do this at night. My partner, he's a night owl. Um, so, you know, you can catch him between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. getting into this same slipstream. Uh, for me, it's much earlier in the morning. So I've got that dedicated time every morning. Then from about 7.30 or 8 o'clock, I'll go and do some exercise, you know, whether that's walking the lighthouse, getting to a Pilates class, even going for a surf, although I typically love to do that in the afternoon. Uh, and then anywhere, I'm back at my desk kind of 9 to 1 o'clock, where I'm typically teaching or mentoring or running my programs. And then I have the afternoon off to myself. So this is that balance that I was talking about earlier, where it's kind of half structured and half flexibility. And for me, I just know that my, you know, hours of power are in the morning. So that's where I really want to dedicate my time and really get some, um, some runs on the board there. 
Okay. So this, like I said, this is the secret sauce in actually achieving your goals is aligning your habits with the actions you need to take to move yourself towards your goals. You don't do this, you will not achieve your goals. I can almost promise you that. If you do do this, you set time aside and you take the necessary action, then I can promise you that you almost always will achieve your goals. So make the time align your habits. Now, the fourth step, this kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, is you need to take a radical action towards your goals. So goals aren't achieved in comfort zones. So you are going to, at some point, need to take some big, brave leaps of faith and some courage to smash those goals. Uh, one of my collaborators and best friends is actually just moving into a house as I'm recording this podcast, five doors down the street from me. And this has been on her goals list for a long time is to buy a house. She's been really excited about it. But it wasn't until the last kind of six months, I'd say, where she was really prepared to take some radical action towards it, to let go of some old stuff, to call in the new stuff, to spend the money, all of the things. And that's what got her her house. So if you've got these big ambitious goals and goals should definitely feel like a stretch to you. Uh, They should feel attainable, but they should feel like a stretch. Then at some point you are going to need to take this radical action towards them. Okay. So that was the example of having a house, but if you want to move out of the city, then at some point you're going to have to, you know, give notice to your landlord or sell your house in the city, whatever it is. If you want a pay rise, then at some point you're going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation with your boss. Uh, Whatever your goals are, there is always radical action that is associated with achieving them. So make sure that you're prepared for that mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Okay, step number five, guys, is get accountable. Uh, accountability. I used to think that accountability was such a dirty word, especially when I started mentoring and coaching. I used to think, oh, I don't want to be anyone's mom and you know be checking up on their homework. But the thing that I have learned over all of these years of mentoring is that accountability is incredibly, incredibly powerful. Okay. So hand on heart, I can tell you accountability 100% works. Okay. And that's because we're all human. We don't like getting out of our comfort zones quite often. So when we can kind of shy away from our goals, maybe we will. So in order to achieve your goals, you either need willpower of absolute steel or you're going to need to get some accountability on board. Now, you can find yourself an accountability partner. You might have a business bestie, a friend, someone in your family, a coach, a mentor. It doesn't really matter who. Just get yourself someone that you are accountable to with achieving these goals. And then my final point around achieving your goals, actually achieving your goals is to get yourself a mentor. Uh, Because if you are truly stretching yourself and bravely going where you have never been before, it's a pretty good idea to get yourself a guide. So, you know, a mentor might be someone who has done the exact same thing that you're shooting for. Uh, they might they might have done it before, or they may have helped someone in a similar situation to you get there. So, I mean, just think about this for a minute, guys. Any high-performance athlete, they don't get there by themselves. They've got a coach on board. They've got mentors on board. They've got all a whole team around them. So, you know, if you really want to be leading towards your performance to really be performing at a peak level and stretching yourself and driving yourself into territory that you haven't been before, that you're feeling fully aligned to step into, then it's going to do you some good service to get some support on board in terms of a coach or a mentor. So there you have it, team. That is my personal process for both setting myself up for the new year 
and the secret to actually achieving my goals. And that is definitely aligning my habits with the actions that I need to take. So I would encourage you from here to take some time to do a review of whether you need to significantly change your habits to achieve the goals that you've set for yourself. And if you haven't quite set those goals yet for 2021, that is totally cool. They will drop in when they're ready. I would say just take the time out and, you know, sit on them for a little while so that they feel really aligned for you and for your life. All right. So guys, talking about habits, I am committing this year to showing up more on Instagram. So one thing that I've just started doing that I'm absolutely loving, actually, is that I'm doing a Q&A Saturday where you can ask me anything about growing your business. So I am loving dropping in there. And if you've got any questions, you can come over and hang out and ask your questions there. So just find me on Instagram. I am at Owners Collective and give me a holler. Watch out for those Q&A posts. But of course, reach out at any time. I love to say hello. Alrighty, folks, I will love you and leave you there. Happy New Year. And I'm going to be back here, same time, same place next week with lots of juicy tips on how to grow your business. We're looking at good business and getting it done. Lots of mindset stuff coming up for you as well. All right, team, I'll see you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you never want to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. I'm also dropping some juicy business building tips on Instagram. So head over to at Owners Collective to join in the fun. And finally, folks, if you're hungry for a deep dive into the entrepreneurial story behind some of the best businesses around, be sure to listen to my other podcast, One Wild Ride, where we talk all things good business, positive impact, and epic adventures with the most inspiring entrepreneurs around.